Yo, Andrew, how are you doing, man? Welcome back. Uh, it's good to be back, man. I'm doing good. It's really funky to be uh, consistently on the guest side of this thing. One, I haven't heard the word funky in a very long time, but two, we don't mind it. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks for making the time to join us again, man. So let's pick it up where we left off. Um, questions about why Celo, not Ethereum. I know Social Stack supports uh, the creation of, of social tokens on both. There are many other blockchains. Uh, why is this such a good idea for African Tech Roundup to go with Celo for our social token? So most of the social token ecosystem right now is being built uh, on top of Ethereum. There's a couple of things that are really limiting uh, and really hindering the, the creator's ability to actually run their social token economy. And the main one is the Ethereum gas fees. Uh, it can cost anywhere between 40 to sometimes $120 just to send one Ethereum token from one address to another. Uh, and then you also have the added costs of minting NFTs, which is getting pretty expensive. Um, and so the question is, where do you go from there? There are some layer two solutions, which is an additional layer on top of the Ethereum mainnet that's being built out by players like Polkadot is one. Uh, Polygon is another. The issue that I see there is uh, twofold. One is it's, it's another layer of potential centralization. Um, whereas the uh, solution of going to another layer one blockchain, in my mind, is a much, much better uh, option. Uh, specifically with Celo, it's a fork of Ethereum. The vibe there is kind of like if a bunch of world bankers and a bunch of burners started a blockchain, that's like the, the, the vibe of Celo. Um, and they've made a couple changes to the code base to actually enable pretty instant transactions and really low gas fees. So it can cost anywhere between half a penny to six cents uh, on the upper hand to actually send a transaction on the Celo mainnet. And we felt that that was a really good fit for African Tech Roundup and some of the other communities that were focused on engaging in emerging economies. Uh, a lot of the application layer of the Celo ecosystem is being built from the standpoint of mobile first. Uh, and I, I see Celo as infrastructure to really engage with you know, that, that last billion that still needs to get onboarded onto the internet, but currently is still, you know, working with feature phones and USSDs. And so Celo, in my mind, is just the, the best fit right now for bringing social tokens into emerging economies like Africa. And then there's also what we like about the environmental friendliness, right? Uh, I mean, relative to Ethereum, that's been slaughtered in the press of late for, for good reason, I think, uh, given the the cost on on the environment and yeah what can you tell us about cello and some important news they put out recently yeah i mean I, I would preface this by saying you know this this what's great about this blockchain infrastructure is it's it's advancing in a way that eventually i think all blockchains will become carbon neutral and will become a much more uh energy efficient alternative to the current banking system which by the way the current banking system still eats up more electricity and power than all the blockchains combined. There's definitely a lobby afoot to undermine progress being made by sort of blockchain proponents, and I get that. Um, but it, it is impossible to deny that in a relative sense, you can't compare the merits of pro-environmentalism of, say, CeeLo versus Ethereum, you know, on a pound-for-pound pound pound comparison at the moment, Right. I mean, that's correct. Like the way Celo is building out their ecosystem, 
Uh, they're a proof of stake blockchain, which is different than Ethereum's proof of work. It doesn't require compute power to secure the network, but it requires something called staking tokens to secure it, which is a much more environmentally friendly um, and less power intensive way to actually secure a blockchain. And so Celo has actually done work to become not just carbon neutral, but carbon negative, uh, which essentially means there's more capital being put into carbon offset funds than are actually generated during a transaction on the Celo blockchain. And so that's a really innovative uh, implementation. And there's some other blockchains, um, one called Algorand, for, for example, that's following Celo's lead on becoming carbon negative. Uh, and that's definitely where I see most of the layer one blockchains moving towards over the next year. So let's talk about the minting process for people who aren't familiar with it. Uh, nothing one moment to the existence of something like the ATRU social token, the next. There are three components to the social stack platform. The first is our wallet, where you actually can send, receive, and hold the social tokens. Uh, the second is our toolkit, which is a set of tools that we're building out for creators to actually um, you know, start the process of earning and redeeming the token back and forth between themselves and their communities. Um, and the third piece is our social stack launchpad. And so that's our audited smart contracts that we use to actually mint the tokens on the open Ethereum or Celo blockchains. Um, and so it's essentially a smart contract that we execute code that then issues an additional smart contract, which mints the tokens on the blockchain. And so we have parameters we can set from the token supply to the token name, symbol, um, and a description that all are all metadata that get um, you know written directly onto the blockchain. Uh, and by issuing this contract, we're able to create a scarce number of, number of tokens um, that are issued under the ATRU ticker symbol, um, which now you know directly represent the ATRU on that blockchain. Um, and so we're creating a scarce supply of the token and essentially handing over the keys to you and delay the issuer of the token uh, for you to start to or start the process of earning and redeeming back and forth between you and the village. So that explains why we didn't do this ourselves because it's a lot of whizzy things we don't know a lot about. Uh, what's in it for Social Stack? So essentially, Social Stack takes three percent of the token supply each time we issue a creator's token on the blockchain, and we do that for a couple reasons. We don't charge a fee in U.S. dollars, and the main reason is because we want to al align our incentives with the incentives of creators on our network. And so Social Stack only receives something that's valuable if your token is actually successful. And so that's something that really aligns the Social Stack mission with all the creators that start to launch on the network. Um, and beyond that, you know, it's really our responsibility and our role to start to build out the tooling and the infrastructure that is actually going to power these social token economies and make them uh, valuable. So in terms of transparency on our side and creating visibility to the village and the broader ecosystem, uh, we'll be creating a non-custodial wallet on Celo, right? Exactly. And that's the wallet that we're going to send all of your token to. And you'll be basically the, um, the steward of what will be called the ATRU Treasury, which will be managed through your non-custodial Celo wallet. 
this idea of success and you backing the quote-unquote success of the token, what does that look like over time? And how do you bank as the social token matures? Social Stack is going to eventually launch its own governance token. And our model is essentially the, the classic crypto model, which is you put out a network, you incentivize activity to um, you know run on the network, and then by nature of network activity increasing, the value of your governance token, which is, you know, for every blockchain, it's baked into the network usage in all sorts of unique ways. So Social Stack is going to be using our governance token uh, essentially as a reserve pool into some of the tokens that launch onto the platform. Um, and so we're looking to enable all sorts of different social-based economies to form, and creators will have options for whether or not they want to launch their token on what's known as a bonding curve, or if they want to provide their own liquidity to the token. Um, and so we are essentially building guardrails so that we can you know, properly put out a framework for how these social token economies are going to run successfully. But it's really up to the creators and their, you know, their imaginations to think of ways to you know, get the process going of earning and redeeming back and forth between themselves and their communities. And that process is what's going to make these economies actually sustainable over the long run. Um, and the more network activity the creator and community generate, the more valuable their token is going to be. The most important thing for us is, is something I alluded to on the first installment uh, of this conversation, which is we need a foundation for protecting the platform from capture. What does that mean? Well, we want to ensure that this platform remains helpful and wholeheartedly given to the well-being and growth of Africa's tech and innovation ecosystem. We know that there are a myriad of interests within that ecosystem that are, for the most part, self-interested and sometimes inappropriately so. And so from the standpoint of the sort of learning we want to see, the sort of um, sharing and collaboration we want to see, the sort of growth and grassroots impact of everyday Africans we want to see tech and innovation have on the African continent. We always want the African Tech Roundup platform to exist for the benefits of everybody. So from that perspective, this token will be key to protecting the platform from capture. Then there's the the pragmatic need to figure out how to incentivize people who contribute to the insights and learning that happen on this platform. So we are leaning into a world where it's not just me or mostly me and uh, my co-founder Musa or some some people we rope in from time to time who who basically distill insights and and project opinion about how things are going we'll have a right to do that like anyone else but the idea really is to open source the opportunity to to share insight and learning and as we do that we want a way to be able to reward contributors. I'm talking experts, guests, uh, people who, who make comments that uh, actually take conversations further. We're looking to reward that level of engagement and time spent in serving the ecosystem in this way. And we definitely want to incentivize those kind of efforts with the right village credit. If we can somehow marry the, the need to respectfully reward people for their time and effort and 
give them the level of esteem fitting of their contribution via this token, we definitely want to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly the mindset that you should be having going into this. I think in uh, like in Web 2.0, there was this war of the social media platforms of open source versus closed source. And there was a little bit of a movement of some open source social media platforms gaining traction uh, you know, in the, in the late 2000s. And what happened was platforms like Facebook just became too well capitalized too quickly and just absolutely, you know, destroyed these open source social media platforms because they were able to quickly get the network effects needed. And that's what, you know, this, this large amounts of cash pools that they had access to um, was able to do for them. But now in Web3, I think the token incentive mechanism is something that is going to actually provide the right incentive structure um, to create open source and community-owned and community-driven platforms. Uh, So I think what you're doing and the way you're thinking about the African Tech Roundup Village token, um, you know, it's a really interesting new paradigm that you're creating because you're rewarding the most active participants in helping to grow the community with the token, which is going to represent thing like everything from status to ownership to governance rights in the African Tech Roundup network. And it's a complicated thing. I mean, there, there are obvious power differentials within the ecosystem. There are people with money, people without. There are people with, with clout, people without. There are people with smartphones in their hands, people without. Um, there are people who are in a position to afford the data they need to be able to listen to a podcast like this and people without. And and really what we're trying to, to do on the surface of it seems impossible, right? Which is to induct a, a paradigm that ensures that the opportunity to engage and to participate and benefit from the advances of tech and innovation on the continent are spread more evenly across the continent. And most importantly, that those with the means don't get to dominate narrative, right? And we're not naive to how, you know, to, to thinking of this token as, uh, you know, a magic wand that will suddenly make it happen. But we're, we're certainly going to give it a, a bash, that's for sure. Yeah, and I think that what you're going to see over time is, you know, you since these are open blockchains, like you as Ndile will be able to see like what are the cello addresses that are starting to accumulate the most African tech roundup tokens. And so the most engaged community members are going to slowly rise to the top over time. And so that's why it's important, in my opinion, to focus these social token economies on earning instead of purchasing the tokens. Because I think the creators that focus on, you know, uh, rewarding their audience with the tokens over time, like that, that emotion of expressing gratitude to your community member consistently with the token, that's going to seed actually sustainable social token economies, um, which is kind of in the uh, alternative to some of the other players in the space that are just focused on, you know, you as a community member have to buy the token of your favorite creator. And that really misaligns incentives. And if we're calling these things social driven economies, then they need to properly be structured in that way. And social driven economies need to be founded on the emotions of love and gratitude being expressed from one human to another. And that's what we're looking to build. And that's what we're looking to enable. 
you're actually teasing what we're going to talk about towards the end of our conversation, which is exactly that, how we're going to enable earning this token um, and how those ways are actually uh, leaning into what you're talking about, which is preventing the, the creation of an elite core which you know will basically substitute one form of centralized ownership and governance and control and engagement with with another which is what we're trying to prevent so what's worth saying here is you know i asked you what social stack stands to benefit from this whole thing and i think people probably want to know well andile you spent the last six years working with your you know your co-founders to uh, to create this, enlisting a bunch of advisors, creating clout, um, leveraging that clout into a myriad of advisory and consulting opportunities and uh, building a platform that, you know, is now a recognizable brand. Over in the UK, there's, there's word of a, of, a, of a podcaster named Harry Stebbings who started around about the same time, who's now a massive VC, just closed a massive fund, $140 million odd, off the back of a podcast. I mean, what's the catch here, Andile? Are you and your co-founders allergic to money? <laughs> Do you not want to be rewarded for the time and effort you've put into building this media brand? And what I'll say to that is we're not naive to the practical realities of how hard it is to to make media. We are also painfully aware of the sacrifices we've had to make in order to do that. And so we are as determined to figure out a sustainable means to, to make the economics of this practice work. And of course, there's a self-interest component uh, where we hope that this token will also create an opportunity to, to reward the founders of this business, anyone who's ever contributed to its success, certainly its leadership at any given point in time. I mean, that certainly speaks to me and, you know, and, and Musa Kalinga at the moment. Um, but we're already envisaging a world where that's not us any longer, perhaps because we get old and die and leave this behind um, or because we step out of the way to let someone more capable run it because that's what's best for the ecosystem. So we're thinking in terms of reward for us as founders and, and, and the leadership and the advisory board that have so far advised us as well as they have over the years. And most certainly, the current team of editorial support, production support, and marketing and distribution support that we have enlisted uh, for the next wave of our growth. These are real people, folks, who are spending real time and, and putting in real effort to make the work we do come alive and reach your ears. And we are determined to ensure that the sustainability of those efforts is is achieved and and that we can actually you know help people build livelihoods around the work we do look what we're looking to enable is again the most active participants in building up a community and its network should be rewarding with the most tokens and that also means the founders because you know you're putting in you know probably the most energy and the most effort into actually building the platform uh, and so properly incentivizing and rewarding the founders uh, is something that is or should be aligned with all community members because um, it's very important, you know, without a vision that people perish. And so there needs to be leaders that are holding the vision, that are sacrificing and building towards something greater. And they should also be, you know, it's okay for them to be rewarded with the most amount of tokens. It aligns incentives for everybody 
Um, and now we have a way to do that that invests over a period of time. Steward Ownership 2.0. That's right. We, we want you to be as excited as we are about being part of this future that we are trying to craft for this particular platform. And we would love to inspire your experiments in the space and, and hear about it as well. So we'd love to hear from you if this has inspired you. Perhaps you're an artist who's been inspired by listening to this to, to, to dabble in, in digital arts and, and NFT sales. Or perhaps you yourself are a community node or convener, uh, catalyst as I am and are looking for smart ways to think about the future of consolidating constructive culture and engagement within a community. These are all things that we don't have a monopoly on and we'd love to see happen elsewhere. So by all means, check out all the resources we've shared and let us know how you're doing or what you're thinking about. We'd love to hear from you at us on Twitter. It's African Roundup. Drop us an email. Hello at African Tech Roundup. Dot com is where you can do that. And of course, you can pretty much say anything you like at us using the hashtag ATRU or now dollar sign ATRU anywhere you're social. And now for some fun. I currently don't have a CeeLo wallet and I want to create one right here, right now as people listen. And if, if I can give you a minute even to, to, to open the URL, celowallet.app. That's C-E-L-O wallet.app. Because that's where I'm heading right now because I'm about to create a Celo wallet as we'll be inviting all of you to do in order to engage with some of the ways we are going to be rewarding engagement on our platform. So I'm on celowallet.app, Andrew. I have in front of me, it says here, Celo Wallet, a simple wallet for the Celo network. Manage your funds in a browser or on it on your desktop. I'm on my desktop. There are two options here, create a new account or use an existing account. I'm clicking create a new account. Oh, I'm getting a warning, Andrew. It says warning. If you will use large amounts in this account, using the desktop app or ledger hardware is strongly recommended. Well, thank you for that. And then it says the Celo wallet for web tries its best to protect your funds, but there are still risks. There's a link uh, to explaining what those risks are. Please do read that uh, just so you understand what, what the risks are. I have had a squiz and I'm happy to accept. I click, I understand. Then it says your new Celo account. What? Is that it, Andrew? Seriously? That's it. I mean, what this is basically is generating what's called a non-custodial wallet. And so that basically means that it is not the custodian of your private key you are. So as opposed to something like Luno or Coinbase, where you log in with an email-based account, this is something where you have to hold your private key, you write it down, and you are the steward of all the funds on that wallet with your private key. Um, so it's the most secure way to store a uh, blockchain-based asset. The issue is if you lose your private key, uh, then those funds will be locked in that wallet forever and there's no way to recover. Okay. So what I'm reading here says your new Celo account, public address, which apparently is like your username on Celo. You can share this with friends, which is what we'll be inviting you to do. So that's sort of like an email address or a phone number, which used to be safe to share uh, with anybody. But this, this certainly is, right, Andrew? Yes. Yeah, so whenever you want to receive Celo tokens from somebody else, 
you would send them your public address for them to send it. Okay. And then there's a unique icon, which every account has. It says here, it's a unique visual representation of the address. Mine is red, yellow, and blue. I wish it had some green in it. Green's my favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. So I guess this is my unique icon for life, isn't it? That's right. <laughs> that's right. You can always generate a new wallet and keep generating them until you find a color scheme that you like. Um, and I would not necessarily recommend that to people. It would be a waste of time. Only if you don't care about the colors, though. Um, let's save some electricity, shall we? And <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, just carry on exactly. with this process. Um, but I have a little unique icon that will be representative of my address going forward. And then there's the account key, which is the phrase that I need to keep secret and safe. And it says here I can retrieve it again later. What does that mean? Yeah, and so that's like the one saving grace if you lose your private key. Uh, mm -hmm. It can be restored by this mnemonic phrase. Uh, and you can basically, you know, let's say this wallet that you're creating this on, um, you lose it, you destroy it, and or it gets destroyed and your private key was stored on it. Well, if you have written down the mnemonic phrase, then your entire wallet instance could be um, recovered. With this phrase. And this is this is where I, I do the dumb thing of reading my <laughs> account key. No, I will not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, okay, that's what you see on the next page. And then you just click continue. So it's just a three-part step. Oh, wow. Then it asks you to set up an account password. It says, don't lose this password. It unlocks your account. So, yeah, exactly. So this is basically gonna, what you're going to use to log in. This is, uh, I believe this brings up the, a... Uh, download for a browser extension called the Cello Browser uh, Wallet. And essentially, you're going to log into that with just a normal password uh, whenever you actually open this in the browser. So I'm just writing it down so that I don't forget it. And then it's enter password, confirm password, clicking on the set password button. It says, keep this password safe. This password is the only way to unlock your account. It cannot be recovered. If it's lost, please keep it in a safe place. You've got a button to go back or a button to click I understand, which I do. And so I'm clicking I understand. And I am now in. It says, welcome to your CeeLo wallet. Get started. I can buy CeeLo, receive CeeLo. And I see a section here, which presumably will show me how much CeeLo I've received as and when I receive it, correct? That is correct. So, Andrew, that was really easy. CeeloWallet.app. Get yourself signed up, folks. Even as I explain how we're going to get started with rewarding people. As I've mentioned, we already have a hit list of people we, we must reward for all the work they are putting into, you know, bringing even this episode to you. I'm talking about the able team of producers that we have actually just recently enlisted. We'll be sharing more exciting news about who they are and the work they're doing in the coming weeks. We're certainly going to be rewarding contributors to the platform who are contributing experts' insight and learning and experience, um, giving off their time to guest interview in, in programming that we'll be creating. And... Of course, all of you listening right now, we are looking forward to incentivizing behavior that gets you uh, engaging with our content a lot more and sharing it. And we'll be starting with rewarding you for listening. Andrew, this is apparently a first for the Celo blockchain. Well, you're essentially the first social token 
that has been launched on the Settle blockchain. And so the proof of play that you're going to be pioneering as well is just a cherry on top. We'll happily take that honor, dude. We'll happily take that honor. So really, guys, it's, it's, it's quite simple. What we'll be doing in future episodes, and we'll, of course, give you more details as we go along, uh, involves asking questions and keeping it fun. We plan to keep it fun. We'll ask questions and provide answers to those questions within episodes. And we'll provide a means for you to share your public CELO address with us, as well as an answer to a question we might have asked in a future episode or piece of content. Uh, that way we'll know you for sure listened or engaged with the content and we'll reward you. It's as simple as that. So that's as simple as we're starting, but we have a bunch of different ideas for how we're going to roll this out over time and we'll definitely keep you clued up. Uh, Andrew, if you don't mind jumping on a mic from time to time to, to share some exciting updates, I hope you don't mind. Of course not. I would love to. Fantastic. So is there anything else I've left out as far as uh, briefing? of the plan we have and where we want to start, Andrew. Is there anything we've left out? No, I think we've covered a lot uh, over these two-part episodes, and I think the community is going to be really excited once they start to actually see African Tech Roundup tokens accumulating in their Sella wallets and start to be able to redeem them for some really valuable stuff within the community. Uh, so this is a, you know, a co-creative experiment that will reward everybody involved um, and so it's really, really exciting. Absolutely. And thank you so much, Andrew. Remember, everybody, all the links in the show notes, celowallet.app to, to set up your wallet in literally two ticks. You, you heard how quickly I was able to set mine up. Uh, you can do that in the meantime and all the other links you need to get uh, up to speed with all you want to learn uh, about what we are up to. Can't wait to get this going. Andrew, back to that sea breeze of yours um, in Costa Rica. Exactly. <laughs> and cue and, and ocean sounds. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Take care. Bye-bye.